Hello everyone and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime every Sunday through Friday, every Sunday through Thursday, excuse me. Uh, actually, am I saying this wrong? No, every Sunday through Thursday, that is right, 8 p.m. Central. Guys, the Super Bowl 56 is set. We've got the Bengals from the AFC and the Rams from the NFC ready to go and play in the big one in no other place than SoFi Stadium. Just last year, we had the first ever team in the history of the NFL to play a Super Bowl in their home stadium. And now in back-to-back -back years, we're getting just that because the LA Rams will play in SoFi Stadium. Stafford versus Joe Burrow. We'll talk about that. We will also stick to the Cowboys later in the show when we discuss Kellen Moore and whether or not he's getting closer to that head coaching job because that Giants hiring means a lot for the Cowboys. We'll talk about it on tonight's episode. Make sure you stay for the entire show. Hit the like button, share the show. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know about ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. And let's get the show started, guys. Here we go. Hello everyone, welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire offseason. Make sure you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas for more Cowboys articles and for more Dallas Mavericks articles as well. So what is up, guys? Make sure you smash that like button. Make sure you share the show. Or again, if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know about primetime. We've got a Super Bowl. What is up, Burner account? Thank you for your comment and your donation. Mo, Cincinnati in two years did what Dallas cannot do in 26. Man, Tom Downey's burner account is always bringing the fire. He's always letting us know how long it has been for the Cowboys. Sure enough, we're all dying to see them back in that stage. Forget about the Super Bowl. Let's get them to the NFC Championship game first. And hey, the 49ers put up put quite a performance during this postseason. I don't know if you guys felt better or worse about the fact that the Niners' defense actually performed quite well versus the Packers' offense. Even today versus the Rams, even though they didn't walk away with the W, I think they were showing that they belonged in the NFC Championship game. And I'm not, of course, justifying the Cowboys. I'm just saying I don't know if Cowboys Nation should feel better or worse about what we saw in these past two weeks within the NFC. Because we saw beatable teams. We saw a Niners team that was far from perfect. A Rams team that was far from perfect as well. The same with the Tampa Bay Bucks. And on one hand, you say, man, the Cowboys could have beaten any of these teams. And that matters. I believe that holds weight in this conversation. But on the other hand, you go, man, the Rams were really just putting the brakes on anybody. And 
you might feel better on that aspect. It's it's an ambivalent situation, to put it one way. Joey Bella is saying, I felt worse, Mauricio. Hey, that 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 that's that's valid. I think that is fair. What is up, Stevie Mac? Thank you for being here. Chalk says 49ers still got further than we did at the end of the day. That is 100% true. Uh, what is up, Louie? What is up, John? Saying, I hope Kellen Moore gets a job. Please leave Dallas on why don't anybody want to be a Mike because the two of you don't have a coach. Says John Stanley over at YouTube. We'll get into the Kellen Moore conversation. We'll get into that and how it impacts the Cowboys. But first, I need to talk a little bit about what we saw today because I am shocked that the Bengals are actually going to the Super Bowl. All week long, we thought, hey, they have a path. They have a way to beating the Kansas City Chiefs. But then by halftime, it was all Kansas City. And they were one yard away from making that game 28-10. and 10. And it was looking like the Chiefs were just in cruise control and no one was going to stop them. And even if they did, it didn't look like the Bengals were going to be able to keep up with the Chiefs at all. But they did. And they found, they found a way to turn things around. Patrick Mahomes looked rattled in the second half. I don't know if it was the three-man pressures that the Bengals were throwing at the Chiefs, if, they, if it was all of the players that were dropping back into coverage. But Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, did not find a way to get back on track. And meanwhile, the Cincinnati Bengals on offense, they were clicking. Joey V, how about Joey Voro? That's a question for you guys. Let's see. What's one word? What's one word to describe Joe Voro? What is that? What, what is the one word that you would use to describe Joe Voro? Because that guy, when his offensive line was not responding, he was making the plays, he was extending them, he was finding receivers. He was really making it happen for the Cincinnati Bengals. And man, it has been crazy to, to watch him play. The first ever first-round draft pick in the history of the NFL to make it to a Super Bowl in his first two years of his career. And the fact that he has been able to do so before such an offensive line, contrary to, to other rookie quarterbacks that maybe, or second-year quarterbacks, that even though they have gotten to the NFL with a ton of hype around them, that maybe they have been able to fall under better circumstances. But, but, but this guy, Joe Voro, the first ever first overall draft pick to make it to the Super Bowl in that way. Let's see some of your words. My answer would be destined because I feel like this guy was just destined, destined to these kind of moments. When he was in that post-game interview receiving the trophy for the AFC, it looked like he was not even surprised. And I think that is just something impressive about Joe Burrow. Let's see. Joey Bella says that the word he would use is tocayo. I like that one, of course, Joey. K-H-Y uh, Kai says, I see. I like that. Roger goes with amazing. Chuck goes with cool baller, special, and I agree with Burner account saying special, but I would say, like, he's not only special, he is special, special, you know, that's a different kind of player right, right there, Lisa says resilient, Adam goes with clutch, 
Two people actually went with resilient. I like that word. Cigar Joe, underappreciated, says Louis. I think everyone was once again rooting for the Bengals. Like, unless you were a Chiefs fan, I believe that most NFL fans were watching this game and were just rooting for the underdog, for the team that had not been there in over 30 years, that they had not win a playoff game in a long, long time. People were rooting for this underdog to get into the Super Bowl. And once again, there are likely going to be a lot of doubts for them heading into the Super Bowl. And we will likely be talking about the Rams defensive front being too much, maybe, for the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line. But as much as you can doubt the Bengals, you cannot rule them out at all because they have done this all season long. They have been the comeback kids. They have been the team that wins one possession games frequently. They, I think they have won over 10 games defined by only one possession this season. And that is crazy, man. The Bengals deserve to be there. It has been crazy. There wasn't a single doubt in all of our minds that Money Mac was going to make that field goal and that the Bengals were going to advance because it's the kind of confidence that you see around this team. What is up, Tommy? Thank you for being here over at the YouTube chat as well. Uh, let's see. Alex says, compa, let everyone know this is how good quarterbacks play, including Jerry. However, I would say if this is a shot at Dak Prescott, it's a weird angle to take. Hey, listen, all of the respect goes to Joey Voro. But I, 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 just, I just keep coming back to the fact that it cannot be the takeaway. I don't know. We just saw Matthew Stafford and Jimmy Garoppolo in the NFC Championship game. And I'm excited about Joe Voro. I think you could put him as... The top, the top quarterback that you would take if you were starting up a franchise. But if you have a quarterback in your team that is not Joe Voro, that is not the benchmark, I believe. I honestly believe that. And we've talked about quarterback wins and all of that here in primetime over the last week. I, I really think that that cannot be my takeaway. I will give you that. I will tell you that right now. Uh, let's see. I didn't think the Bengals O-line would hold up. The Bengals had more sacks than the Chiefs, and Jamar Chase is the truth. And they weren't, uh, throughout the first half, they weren't holding up. But then again, he was sacked nine times by the, by the Titans, and they still won that game. So maybe winning in the trenches is not enough to, to beat the Bengals and to bring them down. James says, Stafford, local Highland Park product versus Joe the underdog. I watched Matthew in high school and cheered on Joe at LSU. Tom, who to turn who to cheer for, says James. That is a cool story. Man, it, it's, it's difficult. Uh, that's a good question by James. Who will you be rooting for during Super Bowl 56? Maybe too early to call it, but I agree with James. Stafford is an, is an easy guy to root for. And the same for Joey Voro. And actually tying this together with what we just mentioned about the quarterback position. Matthew Stafford is, has had to endure years and years of critics, of criticism, of people that are, call, that, that are saying that Matthew Stafford cannot beat winning teams, that he cannot win in the playoffs, that he will never transcend. 
and he's taking that all of that storyline in year one out of the Detroit Lions. And he has put that away in a garbage can, and he is in the Super Bowl. And it is the ultimate team sport. And Matthew Stafford is clicking with the Rams, but also a lot of things are going right with the Rams right now. OVJ breaking away from that profile that a lot of people had put on him as a diva kind of wide receiver, as a problematic player, and he is killing it with the Rams. You got to love what the Rams have been able to build over there. How about the little brother, Sean McVay, by the way, getting that win. He, he had not beaten Cal Shanahan in six games. He got that seventh win, and that is, the, I think, the one with the best taste out of all of them. I think that Sean, Cal Shanahan would, would, in, would exchange those six wins that he has versus Sean McVay to McVay's one in a second. He wouldn't even think about it. Crazy, crazy how football works. You got to love this sport. And man, I cannot wait for Super Bowl 56. I know a lot of, you know, as fans of any given NFL team, you always kind of go, oh, I wish it were, in this example, the Cowboys. We wish it was the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. Hopefully they're able to figure it out soon. And in the meantime, we will keep going with the offseason talk. And speaking about that, Later in the week, we'll get back to the Super Bowl. Don't you worry about that. But there were some important news coming out this weekend in the NFC, both regarding the Buffalo Bills and regarding the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We'll get into Tom Brady's retirement slash non-retirement at the end of the show. In the meantime, let's talk about what happened with the Bills and the Giants. The Giants are poaching offensive coordinator from Bills Brian DeVol, a guy who was in big part responsible for Josh Allen's development, and they're hiring him as their head coach. So big change with the Buffalo Bills after trusting in Joe Judge. He is now out of the door, of course, and it will be Brian DeVol. This impacts the Cowboys in a lot of ways since it's an NFC East team. We'll see if the Giants walk away from Daniel Jones John Mara had a statement backing their quarterback about a week ago or two weeks ago, but we'll see what Brian DeVol thinks of their current quarterback because I think that at the end of the day, it will be the ball's call. But this impacts the Cowboys in a bigger way when you look at the Miami Dolphins because the Dolphins had second interviews scheduled with only three coaches, and that was Brian DeVol himself, who, of course, is now out of the conversation because he has taken the Giants' job. The other two coaches were Mike McDaniel from the San Francisco 49ers, who were just eliminated today, and that might speed up the conversation, and the Cowboys' offensive coordinator, Callan Moore. Hey, I know what we think. I know that here in primetime and in Cowboys' social media, Everyone has been going. There's no way that Kellen Moore lands a head coaching job. And if you ask me, Mo, is Kellen ready to be a head coach in the NFL? I would say no. I would say not yet. And maybe ever. But in the meantime, let's just stick to not yet. But he's still a finalist. And he's still only one of two coaches that are getting second interviews with the Miami Dolphins. 
And there are a lot of moving pieces on this. And it's not only about what the Dolphins want. It's also about what Kellen Moore wants. What Mike McDaniel wants. So you just never know. There's also the possibility that the Dolphins go another route, right? There's also the possibility that you can you could say, even though we're not having second interviews with any given coach, we're going to hire him. Just to throw out some names, I think it was DraftKings who had some candidates list put together with betting odds. And Kellen Moore was not even in the top three, even though he was one of the three finalists. So maybe they can throw that change up and hire, say, I'm just going to throw out a name out there, Vance Joseph from the Arizona Cardinals. Even though he's not being reported as in as a as a coach with a second interview. So my question for me to you guys is: Do you believe the Dolphins will go with McDaniel from the 49ers, Kellen Moore, or other? What do you think the Miami Dolphins, who have moved on from Brian Flores, surprisingly, will do? I think there's some controversy going around in the in the Let's see, in, in the YouTube chat, but I don't know how it was. Let's see, I want San Francisco coordinator, even though he looks more like a dork than Kellen's Tommy. <laughs> oh man, this is how we're picking, <laughs> this is how we're picking coaches now. It makes sense. You're offensive coordinators. Football coaches are, are nerds, in my opinion, and that is okay. Like I'm a nerd myself. Please take him, says Roger Hernandez. Let's see. That's pretty cool, says TV Mac. But I, I, I missed the comment. I miss a lot of comments sometimes. It's difficult to do this at the same time. I hope they go with Moore. Stevie Mac says McDaniel. Uh, let's see. Moore says BC Gaming. I don't know if the people answering Moore are just, you know, hoping that they get more or actually believe that they're going to take more. Dante goes with McDaniel. Tommy says, I hope they good with they go with Moore. Other says Chuck. Chuck is going with other, the third option, the unknown option. But I hope like hell that they get more. Dallas Young says, I think that the Dolphins would be a good fit for Kellen. Louis says other, maybe Urban Meyer. <laughs> I, I know for a fact that is not going to happen. Like I would bet all of my money that Dolphins are not going to go with Urban Meyer. Uh Damon says, I will take McDaniel for offensive coordinator. The thing about McDaniel, though, is that he's not leaving San Francisco unless it is for a head coaching job. So if you want McDaniel, you better offer him the steering wheel of the team because he is an offensive coordinator right now for, for the 49ers. I will say to answer my question, I think that the most likely outcome is Mike McDaniel. But I do wonder if McDaniel himself wants to wait maybe another year. The 49ers will be undergoing significant changes, which could also factor in into McDaniel's decision because Mike could say, you know what? I like Trey Lance, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to waste year one of a quarterback if I'm getting offers to be a head coach elsewhere. Because it will take time. Trey Lance's development will likely take time. I am excited about Lance, by the way. I think he, he can be a very good quarterback in this league. But it could impact McDaniel's decision one way or another. Either he says, you know what? I'm excited to work with Trey Lance and I will stay here in San Fran for a little bit. 
or he goes the other route and he says, I'm not going through this quarterback development process, which could ultimately impact my stock negatively. That's something that Mike McDaniel needs to, to think. And if he thinks that he's better off developing Trey Lance or he doesn't fully like the Miami Dolphins job, especially if he's getting interest elsewhere, you know, Kellen Moore might be closer than we think. Kellen Moore might be closer than we think. Burner account says, Mo, I'm worried if Moore leaves, if Jerry brings back Jason Garrett, says Burner account. Hey, I understand the concern because we have been traumatized during the Garrett era, maybe. But I, I strongly believe that is 100% not happening. <laughs> there, I, don't, I don't see that happening at all. So don't worry about that, Burner account. Don't worry. I think the Cowboys will not pull that unwanted trigger. William says, I think that McDaniel likes Strange Lance, and that could impact his decision, the Dolphins' decision, and Kellen Moore's future. It might. I know it sounds crazy, but he is. And this is a fact. One of two coaches that are getting second interviews over there in Miami. The Rams are playing a home game for the Super Bowl. Aaron Day says Dallas Young. Yes, sir. It's going to be at SoFi Stadium back-to-back years after it had never happened before. Now we're getting back-to-back home teams in the Super Bowl. Stevie Mack says Josh McDaniels to the Raiders was pretty crazy news today. It was. And hey, I, I know that if you're a Raiders fan and you remember what happened with the Colts a few years ago, you're saying, not yet. I, I don't fully buy it until it's September week one and Judge McDaniels is out there in the sideline. Then, then I will buy it because that that McDaniels guy, Judge McDaniels, might just <laughs> throw that that agreement out there and, and, and go back to the Patriots. And I'm just kidding, of course, but hey, Judge McDaniels, I'm excited about him. I, I think he gets a lot of, of negative comments and well-deserved because he, he did not do a very good job when he was given the chance to be a head coach. But Judge McDaniels might have just learned a lot in this second stage with the Patriots of, he, of his career that he's had. And let's not forget that And I was thinking about this now with the Tom Brady conversation, and we will get to that as well later in the show. But Josh McDaniels has been one of the most revolutionary coaches in the history of the NFL. And I think people do not fully give him credit for that because those Patriots from 2007, those were one of the first teams in the history of the league to really implement the spread formation and concepts from college football that were dominant at that time. Sure, you, you saw teams line up in spread formation in 11 personnel, shotgun, all of that. But it was more than anything in passing downs, in passing situations. And the Patriots, they, they broke all kinds of records in 2007. And I'm not talking about points. I'm not talking about yards. I'm talking about lining up in 11 personnel most of the time lining up in shotgun formation most of the time. That was all Josh McDaniels in 2007. And they were really one of, I think they were the first, the very first team to do so in those years. And McDaniels has really adjusted their scheme to Patriots, to the Patriots' necessities year after year. 
You know what? Even 2021, I think, was an example of what Josh McDaniel can do with the Raiders because the way that they handled Mac Jones' development, I think that was pretty impressive because they did put a lot of uh, in his plate. He was a rookie quarterback, and they didn't say, you know what, we will simplify things for Mac Jones. They weren't. They, they still were putting a lot in, in Mac Jones' plate. I, I think... Josh McDaniels can, can be an interesting coach in the future. The USFL is coming back, says Burner Account. It is. And Stevie Mac says fan-controlled football is the future of football. I, I was one of those guys that, that was at least a little bit curious and at least Googled what it, t- what it took to invest in the fan-controlled football. Ended up deciding not to do anything about it, though, because the terms were not quite attractive. But, but fan-controlled football is something that, that I could see myself following at some point when we're starving for football content. But yeah, the, the USFL is coming back. Troy Aikman for offensive coordinator says, Robert, oh, come on. Roger, come on. Like, all right, I... I I get some of the Dak Prescott criticism, but what is this? Dallas should have took Mac Jones and let Dak walk. Nah, nah. I I, I understand the frustration, Roger. I I just don't see Mac Jones there yet. I don't. But I like Mac Jones a lot. I I do. I think think he he can be an interesting quarterback to watch. But I do think that Dak Prescott is tears above Mac Jones right now. That's just my take. I agree, Mauricio. Mac Daddy got through right in the fire, says Louis. Yeah, this guy was checking counts in the box. He was calling audibles. He was calling the slides, setting the protection for the offensive line. In the preseason, the Patriots threw him right into the fire, and it ended up working for them. But yeah, moving on to a final topic before we get out of here. You know, the, the, the Kellen Moore conversation is one that I... I thought we needed to have right away because with the 49ers out of the playoff picture right now, the Miami Dolphins head coaching search might pick up fast early in the week. I uh, it can pick it, it can pick up fast now that Mike McDaniel is out of the playoffs and Dolphins can move on with their with their search. So be on the lookout for that as soon as morning as Monday morning. Ed Verder, I believe, from ESPN reported that Kellen Moore's second interview with the Miami Dolphins was expected to be early in the week. And the same for Mike McDaniel, if I'm not mistaken. So let's be on the lookout for that. Finally, I have a question for you guys because Saturday was crazy. Are you buying or selling the Tom Brady retirement reports? Because Adam Schefter and Jeff Darlington reported that Tom Brady, after 22 years, was going to hang the cleats up and he was going to walk away from the NFL. Arguably, the greatest of all time. And I'm just throwing arguably out there so it doesn't become the center of this conversation. But ESPN came out with this report and then we started seeing chaos in social media. TV12 Sports, Tom Brady's business account, (laughs) to to put it one way, tweeted out a thank you slash goodbye kind of tweet listing his achievements in the NFL. And they, minutes later, they deleted it. 
We had reports out there on the Tampa Bay box saying that Tom Brady had not informed them of any official decision. We saw Tom Brady Sr. talk to news sites about his son not having made any official decision. So it's crazy out there because right now we don't know if Tom Brady is actually retiring from the NFL. And people were out there with videos, clips, thoughts, articles on Brady and such a marvelous career. And then little by little, people had to start taking it back because right now it doesn't seem like there's any official word out there on what will happen with Tom Brady. So let's see some of your thoughts. Burner account is selling. Stevie Max says selling. Devontae Griffin, what is up, goes with selling. Robbie says selling. Robert says buying. He is ready for some family time. Let's see. Let's see. I'm on the fences, Louie. Hey, it's difficult to know right now. Adam Schefter, there was some college basketball going on on Saturday night. And Adam Schefter was put on in the halftime show from his home office. And he was asked by Reese Davis, the host of College Game Day. He was asked, Schefter, are you guys standing by your report? And this is after everyone was doubting what was going on with Brady's retirement. And Schefter looked at the camera and he said, yes, that is correct. I am buying. I am fully buying these reports. My theory right now, and this is just a theory, uh, I, I strongly believe that someone messed up. Someone messed up in Brady's camp. And this simply was not meant to be known yet. And maybe Brady's camp is trying to rescue things a little bit. I don't know why they would be so confidential about it. Because I know there was some signing bonus conversation in Twitter. But hey, I don't think that the Bucs would recoup those $15 million in signing bonus that people are talking about. I don't think they would... Try to take that money back. And I think the about $15 million of that signing bonus from Tom Brady is set to be paid out in the 4th of February. And people were talking that, hey, that is the reason why Brady didn't want it to be known. I don't know about that because I, I truly have my doubts that the box would go Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson on Tom Brady and try to get his money back. I really don't think so. I think that Jeff Darlington and Adam Schefter are two of the best reporters out there. I think they have a lot of credible sources. And people were on Twitter talking about Schefter retiring, about ESPN firing Schefter. I think their report is accurate. And this is maybe my gut feeling. And I think that this is just Brady's camp trying to, trying to buy some time while they make their own official announcement. And how about Ratchet? taking a shot at Brady's agent as well on NFL Network because he said his agent, he called it speculating, and then Ratchet added a subtle, which is what he called any reporting anyways, and that was funny to me. But Ian Rappaport sounded like he was trying to make it a point that no one is denying that Tom Brady is retiring. They're just denying the fact that there is an official decision from Brady. So it does sound to me like these reports are accurate. And I think that after everyone is done dunking on Adam Schefter, that he will dunk right back because 
I believe he will turn out to be right on this one. Cowboy says, I think he will play until he is 50. And I know 45 was the goal for Tom Brady. He talked about it a lot. And he, he would be getting very close to his goal if he retires right now. 16 million is a drop in the bucket for him. His would, uh, would give him that, says William. Stevie Max says, Brady needs more money if he's going to keep eating all that avocado ice cream. <laughs> and I, I know that Tom might be intrigued about strawberries. He might be ready to try some. Because if you guys remember, his, his diet does not allow him to eat any kind of strawberries. Dallas Young says, it's bittersweet for me to see Tom Brady retire. It is for me as well. To me, to me he's a GOAT. And we, we might get into that conversation later in the week. I don't want to fully dive into it and then find out that he's indeed not walking away. That would be a little bit awkward, maybe. But I think he, I, I see him as the GOAT. I think he's the greatest quarterback of all time, the greatest NFL player of all time. And it is bittersweet. I agree with Dallas Young. I agree with him. I know he gets a lot of hate for a lot of different reasons, but I enjoyed his time in the league. And also, as a 22-year-old guy, I didn't get to see Joe Montana. I didn't get to see uh, a lot of other players that might have been in that conversation. So it's definitely the end of an era. LP is the GOAT, says TV Mac. That is, I cannot argue against that. Ryan says, Tom Brady cannot retire. He loves it down there in Tampa. <laughs> I was going to keep on reading that comment, but I won't, I won't, Ryan. I'm sorry. They need money to resign free agents. Guys, later in the week, we have some packed primetime shows. Tomorrow, we'll talk about one trend that the Cowboys have not been able to figure out offensively. And that is, to me, one of the main priorities that this Cowboys offense needs to figure out for next season. Over the week, we'll talk more about free agency stuff. We'll talk maybe about those Amari Cooper trade scenarios that people are throwing out there on social media. We'll talk about it all here on Primetime throughout the week. Make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you share the show. If you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, turn on the notifications as well for whenever I go live for whenever Sky goes live in the mornings. Be in the lookout for that as well. Guys, share the show. My name is Mauricio Rodriguez, your ADC Sports Dallas primetime host. I will see you tomorrow, 8 p.m. Central Time. Dallas Junk, one more comment, says, have you started to look at any draft prospects yet, Mauricio? I have not, but I will be starting with offensive linemen soon because that is the position that I'm focusing on the most and hopefully I, I, I will be able to bring you some quality draft content as well as it comes closer and closer. Check out adcsports.com slash Dallas for more Cowboys articles, for more Mavericks articles. If you want a look ahead at what we will be discussing tomorrow night, check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. I had an article on it this morning. See you guys tomorrow, 8 p.m. Central. Thank you.